You are listening to the Marriage Mindset Podcast with Heather Flake, episode number 45, Practicing Love. Hey, did you know that it's not your spouse's job to make you happy? That's your job. I'm Heather Flake, a certified life coach and member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I'm here to show you how to change your mind so you can change your marriage. You ready? Let's go. Hello. Hi. I have missed you. I'm so happy to be recording a podcast this morning. And let me just give you a little background info on what's been going on. So in all honesty, I decided to take an intermission because I was getting to this point in my business where I was just doing things because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, right? According to the school I went to and some of the coaches I follow, I started noticing myself doing things that I was like, oh, well, this is just apparently what you're supposed to do in order to be successful. And successful coaches publish podcasts every week, no matter what, even if they're in labor or even if they are traveling around the world, like you just, you never miss. And if you never miss an email or a podcast or posting on Instagram, then you will be successful. (laughs) And so I noticed I started to not even like recording podcast episodes. And I was just like, oh, what am I going to share? I got to come up with some inspirational, some great idea. And I just did not like that energy at all. And so I met with one of my beautiful coaching friends, the amazing Megan Jean Smith. She has an awesome podcast, The Money Mindful Podcast, and she's just a brilliant genius. Anyways, I met with her because she had stepped away. She had taken a break and I was like, what? You can do that? And I see Megan as someone who is very successful. Anyways, in just chatting with her, it helped me to realize that of course, right? Of course, especially in running your own business and in entrepreneurship, you hear this all the time of like, you can just do things your own way. And like, you've got to find your own voice and find what works for you. But that's really hard to do when you're looking to everyone else on how they're doing it, because then you interpret it as, oh, well, then that's how I should do it too. And if I do it that way, then maybe I'll be successful like them. Isn't that fascinating? So just a little insight into my brain in the last little bit. So I decided to just pause. I forced myself to be like, no, you know what? We're having an intermission. It's fine. And in the last podcast episode, I was telling you like, hey, we're taking a break. I'm going to make the podcast even better. I've been wanting to re-record my introduction message because I'm just not obsessed with it. And I want to tweak that. I want to get a little better at editing and my audio and all of this stuff. And in full transparency, I haven't done any of that. But as I was working this morning, there was two messages that just felt so important to me. And I, I just truly desired to get on the podcast and to share this and to publish an episode today. And I just realized, hey, you can totally do that. You're totally allowed to do that, to just pop up and share your message and publish it. And then I'm not really sure when the next one will come out. And that's okay. So I want to share that with you guys. I think so often we just wait for the right or the perfect time. Now, some of y'all are perfectionists. I am not. I'm really not. I am not a perfectionistic person at heart. That's not one of my struggles. And I I know for a lot of people it is. They feel like they can't produce things or can't do things unless it's perfect. And I get, I totally can relate to that. I'm just saying in general, I don't, I'm not a perfectionist, okay? 
But I've noticed lately in my business and then in talking with some of my clients, we we have this mindset of like, oh, I have to wait for the right time. You know, I'm going to wait to do X, Y, and Z until I have my finances in order, until I feel a certain way about myself, until I've reached a certain weight, until I can fit in a certain pair of jeans, whatever. We put all of these qualifiers on achieving our next big thing or moving on to the thing we want until we can get certain things right, right now. But I find when we're in that mentality and our mindset, we often actually don't do any of those things, right? We just kind of wait. We're kind of waiting for our finances to improve and our health to get better and our relationships to improve. We're, we're just, it's sometimes like we're just sitting around waiting for those things to happen instead of just taking action and moving forward and going for those things we want and desire just because we believe that we can do it. So I just want to remind you of that. Don't wait. Don't wait until the right time or the perfect time to do things. Just start doing the things that you want to do. Start working on becoming the person you want to become today. And just be present in your life. Soak it all in today, right? Sometimes we're just waiting. We're waiting for our kids to be older so that we can work more hours. Or we're waiting for babies to come so that we can feel a certain way or... or move on or, or whatever it might be, right? It's just, we all have certain things that we think if we could have them now, our life would be so much better and we would be so much better. But the truth is, I really do believe this so deeply that what we have in our life right now, there's so much goodness. There's so many amazing things within ourselves and within our life and within just all around us that we can take advantage of and we can go all in on. So don't wait. Don't wait until things are perfect for you to start pursuing or doing the things that you really want to do. Message number two is marriage requires so much intentionality and doing things on purpose. And I bring this up because I was coaching one of my clients last week and we were talking and she just said, you know, I never imagined that I would have to work at thinking highly, thinking nice thoughts about my husband. And we were just talking about, I think there's this idea and culturally it's like there's a lot of focus on dating and finding the right person and getting married in the temple. And and then once you get there, it's kind of like, okay, peace out, like good luck enduring to the end. There's, there's not really a lot of talk after that, right? There's so much emphasis on dating and, and being the person you want to attract and finding that person and cultivating this healthy relationship. But, but then once you're married, I think sometimes we are under the false assumption that because we found the right air quotes, the right person, and because we love them so much, we're always just going to love them. And marriage is going to be amazing and happy. And like you see in the rom-coms, because you did it right again, air quotes, right? You dated them, you asked the questions, you got married in the temple, and now we just think it should be easy because at one point we were just like, oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed with this person. I love them so much. And so that can cause actually a lot of struggle when you get to a point in your marriage when you are struggling, when you are when you're feeling like, hey, I don't even like this person some days. I'm feeling like we're not a very good team. I'm feeling like parenting is so challenging. We're very different. And also just when all the elements of life come in, right? When careers and finances and building a home together and starting a family 
religion blending two families, right? Like becoming your own little family and then also navigating each other's families. There's just so many things that come into marriage. And so today I just want to talk about being really intentional and thinking highly of your spouse on purpose because it's something that you you're always going to have to do. Just because you love them so much at one point doesn't mean that love in that moment is going to carry you through the eternities. Okay? Love is something that we have to practice forever. Love is a choice that we have to make every day to feel for our spouse. It's just love is not something that's guaranteed because you got married. And know that this applies to any other relationship that you want to be successful and happy and strong. If you want your marriage or any other relationship to be a good one, and if you want to feel love, you have to be conscious and deliberate about what you choose to think about that person on purpose. Because naturally, you are going to have tons of opportunities and chances to think unhighly of them right? There's going to be so many things, so many circumstances in our lives that are just naturally going to provide that opportunity for us to think, oh my gosh, he's an idiot. I picked the wrong person. She doesn't care about me, etc." So if you just go with the flow, you're going to wake up one day and doubt your love for that person. You're going to doubt your choice. You're going to be like, what was I thinking? I think I married the wrong person, right? Like, and, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I just think that this is true. You can't afford to go with the flow in marriage. If you just jump in marriage and just go with the flow and, you know, see what happens as you go, you're going to be in trouble. You have to be intentional and purposeful about loving your spouse, about loving yourself. And so today I am going to share a few things you can do to be intentional and kind of how you can practice and increase love for your spouse. But I just, and I, this is amazing news, what I'm about to say. Love takes work. Again, we're often under the fallacy of, listen, I married the right person and I love them so much right now, so that love is going to be enough to carry us into the eternities. But the truth is, love can grow and love can diminish, right? Love is not a fixed amount that just stays at the same place. And you are in control of how much love you feel for your spouse or how much love you don't feel for them. And that's an amazing thing. You can always generate love for another person and you can always lessen the amount of love you feel for another person. So like I said, I'm just going to share a few ways in which I believe we can create more love. And I just love this idea of practicing love. We are not born good lovers. As human beings, as as mortals, we are not naturally amazing lovers, right? And I think that's one of the whole purposes of mortality is to learn to love. Starting with ourself, right? Learning to really love who you are as a human being with all of your flaws and imperfections and weaknesses, and then translating that to other people. How how can I just love people unconditionally, right? So one of the first things I want to invite you to do is to audit your thoughts. Now, if you're like my client, and, and I had this exact same experience, sometimes my clients forget why I'm sitting in this chair and they'll be struggling and, and feeling so much judgment of themselves. And I look at them and I say, sweet thing, how do you think I got into this chair? because I've been in your shoes. I know what it's like to feel like, man, I I might love you, but I don't even like you today. And I know what it feels like to think really negative thoughts about the person that you really do love and the person that you chose to build a life with. 
So the first thing that you can do to increase the love for your spouse or just to get better at loving them and to be intentional about loving them is to recognize that love is a choice. Love is something you do have control over. And no matter what has happened in the past, no matter how much love you did feel at one point or you do feel now, it's just something that you get to keep working on. So I think it's important to just kind of recognize that. Like just because I'm married doesn't mean I don't have to work on love anymore. Because you are married, you get to work for the rest of your life loving that person that you chose. And I really do think that's um, one of the greatest, greatest miracles, greatest uh, privileges. That's what I'm thinking of. It's one of the greatest privileges of a lifetime is to get to love the person that you chose. All right. So the first thing you're going to want to do is to audit your thoughts. Take a look at the things you are thinking continually, consciously, unconsciously about your spouse. And you can just do that by by being intentional, by sitting down, turning off your phone, turning off the TV, just having some quiet stillness and ask yourself, what do I think about? Enter your spouse's name. You know, what do I think about Devin? What have I been thinking about him lately? How do I feel about him? And then let your thoughts come out. I think it's really helpful to write them down. It's not like you're going to show these to anyone. You're not going to post a picture about it, right? But you just want to recognize and tap into what you are thinking because what you think creates how you feel. So if it's hard for you to love your spouse right now, it's because of what you're thinking about them. So you want to be able to know what these thoughts are, okay? And maybe you'll find like your thoughts aren't that negative, They're not that bad, but they're also just not that great, right? Maybe they're just kind of like, me. (laughs) So you want to identify what your thoughts are. The second thing you can do is think highly about your spouse on purpose and practice thinking amazing things about them, even if it's very simple, right? So once you can identify the thoughts you're thinking right now, Then you can ask yourself, oh, okay, well, what do I want to think instead? Now, we always talk about this. When you're changing a thought, it has to be something you believe. So if you currently are thinking really negative things about your spouse, it's better to just start at a neutral place and just start thinking, hey, so-and-so is my spouse, right? You just practice thinking so-and-so is my spouse instead of maybe in the past it's been, ugh, he's, he's so annoying or he doesn't understand me. He doesn't care about me. Let's just start at a very neutral place of this is my spouse. But also it's a really fun exercise to sit down and write, how do I want to think about them? I did this exercise a few years ago and some of these thoughts still stay with me, but one of them that has, two of them that have stuck with me forever are these. I struck gold. (laughs) I'm like, I firmly, I firmly believe that about my spouse. I'm just like, dude, gold mine. I struck gold with this man. The other thought that I think and I practice thinking and then I believe so firmly now is, man, Devin is such a beautiful soul. He's such a beautiful person. I just love him so much. Okay, these these are things that I think on purpose. And of course, I tend to think things not like that. And I just try to be conscious enough to recognize, Heather, you, what you're thinking right now is not, is making you feel really crappy. Why do we want to keep thinking that? So write down thoughts that you want to think about your spouse and then literally practice thinking them. Okay, step number three is schedule time with your spouse to do things that they love. 
to do things that you love or to do things you both love. Now, if you're at a time in your life where maybe you don't have a big date night budget, totally fine. You can do a lot of these things without ever spending a dime. I actually think when when your finances are restricted, it gives you an opportunity to be way more creative and fun because you automatically have limits, right? So it's like if going out to dinner or getting a babysitter or whatever is not an option, all of a sudden you actually have more creativity because there, there are limits. So don't let that be an excuse. Let that work to your advantage, but schedule specific time with them to do things that will allow you to connect and appreciate them and learn about them and love them. Don't put it on your spouse. Well, they should ask me out on the date. I do all the things. I take care of the kids. I run this entire household. The least he could do is ask me out. No, 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 no. Don't go there. Just be the person that's like, Hey, I want to, I want to spend some time with you. Are you free this day at this time? And I thought we could do this thing. Be intentional about it. Um, step number four is ask them how their life is going and actually mean it. (laughs) You might think that I'm silly, but I do this with my kids and my husband frequently, usually just when, when I'm at the table with them. And now not during dinner, like I don't ask Devin during dinner, Hey, how's your life going? Because it's very chaotic. My kids don't like when we talk and ignore them. (laughs) So I do this more on like a one-on-one basis, but I'll do that with Lily often when we're eating lunch together. I'll be like, baby girl, how's your life going? How do you feel about your life? How are, how are you? What's going on? Do that with your spouse, but actually mean it. Look at their eyeballs. Make sure your phone is nowhere near you. Check in on your person. How's your life? On a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling about things? Tell me all the things. Step number five, see them. Okay. The older I get and the more humans I observe, I am just truly in awe at how complex and incredible we all are as human beings. Everybody has so much going on and oftentimes people only see one side of us. I've I've thought this a lot with Devin lately, right? Like he's getting a PhD and he is an incredibly intelligent human being. And so I think a lot of people even in my family or people we go to church with just think, "Man, he is just so smart and he is just killing it." He is so smart. He is killing it. But they don't see all the struggle that comes along with getting a PhD. I am in a unique position where I do see a lot of that, but I think that's just such a good lesson for all of us. We never know what's going on behind closed doors. We never know what a person is struggling with or where they are challenged or what it's really like, especially with this world of social media, where constantly we're seeing all these perfect pictures and perfect lives and perfect families, and none none of that is real for anyone. In any given person, there exists both things, right? Beauty and strength and amazing and weakness and flaws and challenges. And I, for one, just think that's that's such a beautiful marriage in a human is just this complexity of, of strengths and weaknesses, right? So when I invite you to see them, that's what I'm talking about. I want you to just see your person as a whole, right? Take a moment to look at your spouse as a whole human being. Consider everything that's on their plate at any given time. Consider everything that they do. Consider everything that they're trying to become. And doing this and being intentional about it and being in a place of like genuine curiosity instead of judgment or resentment 
will absolutely increase your ability to feel compassion for your spouse and your ability to love them will increase. So I think it's such an important and beautiful exercise to do is to look at your person as a whole and everything on their plate instead of just one part or one aspect of them. Lastly, step number six, I want to invite you to just rejoice that your person is yours. Be excited that you get to do life together. I've been trying so hard lately to just really soak up the moments, to be silly, to stay up late, to chat, to do things that maybe I normally wouldn't do. Make your life fun because it's what you have in front of you right now. Don't let it slip away just because you're waiting for something to be better or something to be different. I promise you that you would be so amazed at the amazing love story you have right in front of you if you would simply decide to really play your part. If you would decide to show up and to be the character you want to be in your love story. I think so much of us think, man, you know, this is just not how I thought it was going to be. And so we get discouraged and depressed sometimes and we we stop trying or we stop looking for the good. We stop practicing love. And that's such a shame. And I get it. And some days that's totally how it's going to be. And that's okay. As human beings, there really is room for all of it. But I promise you that if you are in a marriage that you're like, no, I really do want to be here. There are so many things you aren't seeing because it just gets clouded by life and our thoughts, our perceptions. So just decide that, hey, you know what? I'm going to start being intentional about really loving my spouse. I'm going to be intentional about thinking so highly of them. And what a privilege and what an honor it is to be your spouse's biggest fan, right? Like I want to be my spouse's biggest fan. Like nobody loves him more than I do. And that takes practice. That takes being intentional about what you think about them. That means being intentional about the time you spend with them, the things you ask them, the ways you show up around them. But we have this ability to do it. And I want to invite us to do it. And I think about this. Listen, our life really is just such a gift. And our relationships in this life are such a gift because we get to have them forever. We don't get to take our cars or our favorite foods or our products that we just love when we die. But when we die and when all of this is said and done, we get to take our brain and we get to take these relationships that we have cultivated and created on this earth. We get to take them with us. So why in the world would we not go all in right now? I'm telling you that this is our time, this mortality with all these challenges and experiences and amazing things. This is our chance to get good at loving, to practice loving. And I want you to know it's okay if you're struggling to love right now. And some days you're going to not be very good at loving. But you know what? The next day is a chance to try again and to be a little better. I just think this is such a beautiful opportunity and privilege for us to just practice love. And I think when you can give yourself that break, like, hey, you don't need to be perfect at loving. In fact, you're not going to be perfect at loving. You're going to mess up. You're going to be bad at it sometimes. But this is practice. You have this opportunity to just really get good at loving. And the way to start is by examining what you're thinking now and then intentionally thinking highly of your spouse and yourself moving forward. And doing that will allow you to feel more love than you could ever think possible. That's the other beautiful part of this. Your spouse doesn't need to change in order for you to love them more. 
We all think they do. We're like, listen, if he was more helpful, if she made more money, or if she was able to contribute more, or if he was more fit, I would feel more love for them. That's not the case. It's your thoughts. It's what you choose to think. You have agency. The good Lord has given us agency. You get to choose what you are going to think. And if you will practice thinking highly of your spouse, even half the time, the love and the appreciation and the admiration you feel for them will go through the roof and it will allow you to love your life. It will give you so much more peace and optimism with life and it will give you more confidence in your ability to work together as a team. I promise you that's true. So try that on. Thank you so much for being here and listening. It's been such a pleasure for me to just share these things that were in my heart today. Also, if you're having a hard time loving, or or I know for a lot of people, they're like, listen, these are my thoughts. I'm feeling really negative. And then people kind of freak out. They feel a lot of guilt. They feel so bad that they think that way, but they are convinced that what they think is true. They're like, listen, I, I understand that these are thoughts, but Heather, these things are true for me. So if you're in that spot and it's feeling really difficult to think something differently, or you honestly just don't know what to do with all of these thoughts you've uncovered, come talk to me. Send me a message on Instagram, email me, heather at heatherflakecoaching.com. I would love to just chat with you for free about what's going on. Let's have a conversation around it because I want to show you that there is another way that there's so much more available to you. So I would love to chat with you and that's where you can find me. All right, my friends, have a gorgeous day and we'll see you next time. Take care.